Follow the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode eight, and today I'm going to talk about a few great titles related to the week's new releases and more. So hey, how's everybody doing? I have so many great books to tell you about, but first, let me tell you about today's sponsor. This episode of All the Backlist is sponsored by The People at Number 9 by Felicity Everett. It's out now from HarperCollins. Let me tell you a little bit about it. Have you met the new neighbors? Sarah and Neil have new neighbors in their street. Glamorous and chaotic, Gavin and Louise make Sarah's life seem dull. As the two couples become friends, sharing suppers, red wine, and childcare, it seems a perfect couple's match. But the more Sarah sees of Gavin Lou, the more she longs to change her own life. But those changes will come at a price. And here's where I say, dun, dun, dun. I actually, I just picked up a copy of this, so I'm excited to read it. Um, again, it's called The People at Number Nine by Felicity Everett, out now from HarperCollins, and we thank them for sponsoring. Now, let's talk about some older books by starting off with a new book. Uh, one of the books out this week is The Good Daughter by Karen Slaughter. Wouldn't it be hilarious if all authors rhyme their last name with their book title? Anyway, um, it was so good. It was my first time reading Karen Slaughter. It's about a woman lawyer who is dealing with a crime in her town. Um, it's so good. However, its realistic depictions of graphic violence are quite overwhelming, so just be aware of that. But it's, like, the legal talk and the twists and turns. I just, I loved it so much. Um, and it made me think about a few other good legal thrillers that I've enjoyed. Uh, the first being Pleasantville by Attica Locke. It's the second in her Jay Porter series, but you don't have to have read the first one to enjoy the second one, which I learned after I read the second one before I knew about the first one. Um, it's about, a re- the second one is about a retired lawyer, or a not working very much reti- environmental lawyer. Um, he gets wrapped up in a case in Texas about a missing mayoral campaign volunteer, um, and he has to sort that out. There's also Defending Jacob by William Lindsay, probably, I might say, the best legal thriller I've ever read, about a lawyer whose own teen son is accused of murder and how he uses his knowledge to help him. Um, And then there's also another great one, The Verdict by Nick Stone, just came out a couple years ago, about a lawyer who is defending his ex-best friend, Um, He hates the guy now, but he's not certain that he committed the crime that he's accused of. And there are so many twists and turns. Great big fat beach read. Loved it. Um, Also out this week is the third volume of the Paper Girls comic. Paper Girls from Brian K. Vaughn, Cliff Chiang, and Matt Wilson. It's about four uh, girls with a paper route. Like, when I started reading it, I didn't know what what it was about. And I was like, oh, they're literally, like paper girls. Um, and so, well, not made out of paper, obviously, but they have a paper route. They become friends, or I should say, like, pretty much the first day they meet. There are supernatural happenings. It's very Stranger Things. And so I was thinking, like, well, the second season of Stranger Things is coming out soon. I think, like, on Halloween. And so some other great books that are similar to Stranger Things. Um, One that I read when I was young, absolutely loved, is called Boy's Life by Robert McCammon. He's like a hell of a writer that I feel like nobody talks about anymore, but Robert McCammon, he's amazing. This one is about an 11-year-old boy named Corey. Um, His father goes to rescue somebody out of a lake in their town in Alabama. He sees some crazy stuff. Now his father's kind of like haunted. 
Um, and Cory learns that there are some supernatural secrets about his hometown that he's going to have to to deal with in order to save his dad. Um, giant, big, fat book. So good. Uh, the next one is Midnight Robber by Nalo Hopkinson. It's about a girl and her father who are sent to live in the world of the new halfway tree where monsters exist and the humans have to live in the wild. Um, of course, can't not mention it. Probably the most Stranger Things-ish Stephen King book that there is um, about a group of kids who are dealing with supernatural happenings in their town, including the evil, scary clown thing. Um, and there's the new adaptation coming out soon. Um, I've watched a trailer for that. It looks pretty good. And also, White is for Witching by Helen Oyeyemi. Uh, it's about four generations of women in the Silver family who live in the, their home in Dover, England. Um, and when, when one passes away outside of the home, the house begins to physically manifest its displeasure with that and the people inside. So it's pretty creepy. Pretty good. I love Helen O'Yemi. She's amazing. Um, another book out this week is Biblio Mysteries, Stories of Crime Set in the World of Books and Bookstores by Otto Penzler. Otto Penzler is amazing. He's the proprietor of the Mysterious Bookshop in New York City. And he puts together these great collections. And this one features a ton of crime authors, including Anne Perry, Jeffrey Deaver, and Laura Lipman. And so I started thinking about books set in bookstores. One that I read recently that actually came out like 30-something years ago now, I think, is Booked to Die by John Dunning. Uh, it's the first in a series about a man who owns a used bookstore and ends up investigating crimes. Another is The Storied Life of A.J. Fickery by Gabrielle Zevin. It's about a widower who owns and operates a bookstore in Nantucket, and he receives a mysterious package one day. Um, it's just absolutely adorable. And also, she has a new book a uh, couple weeks, I think. Uh, Young Jane Young will be out in a couple of weeks, so that's exciting. Um, another twofer is Parnassus on Wheels. And The Haunted Bookshop, which is the follow-up. Those are by Christopher Morley. Uh, they take place in 1915. The Parnassus on Wheels is about a woman who buys a traveling bookshop uh, from a man and her adventures with that bookshop. And then the continued adventures of the man who sold her that shop in The Haunted Bookshop. Um, and there's also The Strange Library... <laughs> I can't talk today. The Strange Library by Haruki Murakami, because, you know, of course, everything is strange when it's Murakami. Um, it's translated by Ted Goosen, and it's about people trapped in a nightmarish library. It's a really cool uh, little book. I actually, now that I'm saying it out loud, don't know if it's even still in print, but if you can find it, it's pretty great. Another book out this week, one of my favorites, was The Epic Crush of Jeannie Lowe by F.C. Yee. It's about a 16-year-old high school student who's trying to deal with regular evil high school things like cliques and homework, and she discovers she's a celestial spirit, and now she must fight demons in her California town. And it's very Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like, if you love Buffy, this is the book for you. And so I was thinking about some other recommendations similar to Buffy. Um, the first being Who Fears Death by Nettie Okorafor. Uh, if you like the story of the first Slayer in Buffy, um, this is a post-apocalyptic African story, and it's being made into a TV series now, so you might want to get on reading that before that happens. Um, if you like the Scoobies in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, check out The Rest of Us Just Live Here by Patrick Ness. 
about a group of kids in a town who don't have special powers, who aren't the chosen one, and what it's like to deal with all the things that are going on when you don't have any powers. There's also Heroin Complex by Sarah Kuhn and its follow-up, which just came out, about Asian-American superheroines who protect San Francisco. And then I was thinking that, you know, Buffy, Vampire Slayer, um, I don't think I've mentioned yet my favorite book about vampires. Nothing like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but it's Anno Dracula by Kim Newman. It's set in Victorian England, and it works on the assumption that Jack the Ripper was actually a vampire killer. It's so good. My favorite vampire book. Um, and speaking of Jack the Ripper, you might have heard the news where they said that they just solved the case, which they say like every other day, but this one is related to James Maybrick. They said um, in 1993 that they had discovered the diary of a man named James Maybrick who had confessed in his diary to being Jack the Ripper. Um, and back in 1993, there, there was no way to verify that it was an actual real document, um, and so they couldn't prove it. And it's just resurfaced, this whole story of him all over again, saying that, yes, the book has been verified, but now they're saying, eh, we're not really sure. Um, but James Maybrick, the thing about him is that he was an arsenic addict, like he actually ingested arsenic on his own. Uh, but when he died, his wife was sent to prison for a very long time for his murder because they didn't have the science and technology back then to know that actually, like, this was something that had been building up in his system for a long time. Which is why I'm getting I'm getting to the point here, which is that there's an amazing book called The Poisoner's Handbook, Murder and the Birth of Forensic Medicine in the Jazz Age by Deborah Bloom, which is about how they finally were able to start finding poison in people. Like, hundreds, if not thousands, of people have been wrongly imprisoned throughout time because of these things that happened. Um, and, like, the how they finally were able to, like, figure these things out. It's incredible. It was a PBS show. Loved this book. So fascinating. If you like science, this will just flip your lid. Um, and today, for Dealer's Choice, I have a nice book. I was like, what's a nice, fat novel that just makes me happy and is so wonderful? And that is Cutting for Stone by Abraham Verghese. came out in 2010. It's about... Uh, twin brothers who are born to an Indian nun and a British surgeon. Um, their mom dies when they are young, their father disappears, and they grow up orphans in Ethiopia, um, both with a fascination for medicine. Uh, it's just a really wonderful story about their lives. It jumps all over the globe. I just, I loved, loved, loved this book. I put it in everybody's hands when it came out. And I feel like nobody talks about it anymore. And also, I don't think he's written another book since then, and this might be his only novel. It's so, so, so wonderful. Anyway, but first I want to tell you something, and this is might be a little spoilery, so like cover your ears and go la 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 if you don't want to hear it. Um, I, despite like liking weird books and weird things that happen in books, I hate coincidences. I hate giant coincidences in books. Like, if you're reading a book about the apocalypse and 99.9% .9 of the population has died and, like, people are just, like, you know, walking across the, the whole country and you run into somebody that you were looking for, just happen to run into them, I'm like, no, then, no. I can't even find my keys in my house. You can't find someone in the whole of the United States like that. It's just ridiculous to me. However, there is a giant coincidence in this book. Giant! But the writing is so good that I totally went along with it. Like, just, it's it's such a good, 
book. I just love it. Again, that one is Cutting for Stone by Abraham Verghese. And that is it for me this week, book lovers. I would like to thank our sponsor, The People at Number 9 by Felicity Everett, out now from HarperCollins. We will have a link to that in the show notes. You can also find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash allthebooks. And if you are a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. If you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books or my cats or my new book tent and my hammock, oh my goodness, it's so amazing, uh, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty, on Litzy Under Liberty, and on Instagram at Friends and Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday with my better half, Rebecca Shinsky, and all the books to tell you about the week's great new releases. So have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading. <laughs>